guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the SoCal Watch Reviews Podcast, episode 76. On our way to 100, P. Ross. How are you doing this morning? Hey, I am very, very tired. But you know what? I am in the building. Once <laughs> again, <always> tired. <laughs> once again, I am in the building and it is going down, okay? All so, right. Well, you're always tired. We, we need to change that. What, I'm what constantly... Do uh then you coffee you did get sent coffee right well what's up with the coffee it's not working the coffee don't work like it used to work for me like i just drink it for taste now it just i'm like a serial caffeine holic you know what i mean i don't know about that all right we need to do something about that p ross but hey uh it's become uh customary now to to bring a guest we like to share uh the podcast with amazing people special yeah. people and we brought somebody back uh from the family she's been yeah. on the show before and yes you heard that Most right definitely. she so it, it's nice to to get a a girl's perspective on things i'm so tired of uh always uh the, the, this whole space being dominated by guys and and we need diversity uh people right exactly but p ross and sometimes it's just nicely, it's nicer to look at a woman sometimes. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. You know, sometimes, you know, you know, so for sure. Now, anyway, right now, well, who we have here, she is SoCal Watch Reviews Podcast alumni. You know what I'm saying? She was here a few months ago. hundred percent. Did a fabulous job. You understand what I'm saying? And we thought, yo, we're going to bring her back. Show us some more love. You know what I mean? We have EVE from the alias Steve Dan Watch Channel and Instagram in the Welcome. building. Welcome, yeah. Eve. Hi. Buenos Hi, dias, como estamos? Miguel. Hi, P. Yeah. Hi. So yeah. you are coming to us from the Philippines, correct? Yes. Yes. I'm from Manila. Uh, the last time I said it was really hot here, and mm-hmm. now it's summertime. It's extremely hot here. It's without the AC. It's just uh, pure sweat. Wow, really? Yeah, a lot of humidity over there. I right hear it's almost like yeah. Florida, very similar to like Florida people. Mm, so, wow. I, I hopefully one day I could visit the Philippines. So, oh, oh, be awesome. I know we. Uh, Hispanics, right? Well, I can I can only speak for Mexicans in the Philippines. We share the commonality of uh, mm. of the Spaniards, right? They they, they came, yeah. they invaded, they raped the women, and they did all kinds of crazy things. But it's very interesting to see the similarities between you know Mexico, well, a lot of Latin America countries, and the Philippines, right? So mm. uh, one of the things that really surprised me is when I went to a Filipino restaurant here in California, and they had picadillo, and I was like, what the heck? I thought that was just Mexican. Picadillo, piras is a dish. So it's beef and, and some other you know vegetables like potatoes mm. and, and whatnot. Mm. So I was very surprised but at the same time once i started doing my research i was like ah that makes sense okay cool you know and a lot of the words like ventana i i believe right ventana yeah, is ventana. yeah. So, and some cuchillo. other cuchillo like, oh cuchillo so see it sounds mm. very la mesa, similar yeah la yeah. mesa okay the table so if you came here for watches, you're wrong. You're going to learn uh, Spanish. You're going to learn. Yeah. <laughs> How do you use tala- Talago, right? Talago? No. How do you use Tagalog? Tagalog. Okay. That's Tagalog. The... Yeah. Mm. Okay. What is it? Kaibigan? Kaibigan is friend. Kaibigan is friend. 
Kaibigan. 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 Yeah. Mm. Okay. Sorry, P. Ross. You see, I'm, not, I'm, not, trying, to, not, I'm trying to not, learn here. I'm trying to learn. Not an issue, sir. I, I want you to learn a different language, P. Ross. What's up with that? Uh, well, I don't have time. So. Oh, you don't have time. I don't, don't have time. time. You don't right have now. the desire to learn. But anyway, well, Eve. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, man. Come on now. Really? All right. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> he said, hey, P. Ross said he was going to learn Spanish. And I, I am. Yet to hear. I am. Oh, you are. So uh, I am one day. Say say a word in Spanish and don't don't say tacos. Say something else. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. Okay. I think Very a good place to start learning the basics is Dora the Explorer. Oh no, I, I can never watch Dora. My daughter watched that <laughs> growing up for years. No, no. I, Did you learn anything, Piraz? Nope. <laughs> No, okay. I was generally on my phone while she was watching it. So, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. No. Well, before we move on with uh, chatting about really cool things, let's let's do a wrist check. I'm very curious to know what you're wearing, Eve. Okay, let me start. So, I'm wearing my custom oh, cool. F91W. Fire. Fire. I got it from uh, Pura Customs, and it uh, Pura Custom, and it came all the way from UK. I won wow. it as a prize from an Instagram giveaway last March. Very cool. And Very it cool. arrived a few days ago, and I'm doing a video on it. I don't like because of I don't know yet when um, I'm gonna finish it, but I've been working on it all day. Yeah, so, that's fire! Cool. I, I saw you post that on Instagram. It's I'm cool. like, oh my god, that is fire! So cute. Yeah. Yeah, and th that's the cool thing about some of these uh, custom watches that you know that nobody else is gonna have it. So that's pretty cool, you know. And it's something that you could uh, pass down and be like, "Hey, once I was this YouTuber influencer person, and I was really involved, and you know, you you attach uh, symbolism to different watches or or stories to different watches, and I mean, they could mean a lot to you and maybe to your next generation too, you know. And it's it's kind of those heirlooms that like could really mean a lot you know so yeah very cool watch p ross oh, guess what um oh. this year uh i've i've been entering instagram giveaways left and right and i've won this watch a swatch watch mm. and a hirsch strap so oh. i've i've been lucky so far damn wow. well, you what, ki what kind of swatch what kind it of was a moma uh like moma collaboration mm. limited edition thing wow so, okay yeah that's cool. it was good that's it's a good watch keep entering yeah. i know they have rolexes and tutors and all kinds you never know yeah never, you know. never know you never know p Sir. ross what are you rocking man I'm, I'm rocking the classic you understand the one that started it all hamilton khaki the greatest field watch ever you know what i mean on a straps code, Dazari nylon strap. You know what I'm saying? All the haters out there, you know what I'm saying? This is the one, okay? Mm. The one. Yep. Believe it. I was laughing there for a minute because that is so weird. I am wearing the same watch. <laughs> I am wearing Ooh. the Hamilton Great khaki minds field. think alike. Yeah. And this is a Vario strap. So cool. Vario makes um, pretty cool straps, too. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it, just, sure. it just goes with that vintage aesthetic. I don't know if you guys can see. It's kind of like the stress. So it's a great watch, Eve. I don't know if you've ever handled. Uh, uh, I keep disappearing in front of the camera because of my green screen. But um, I don't know if you ever handled a, a Hamilton khaki mechanical. 
No. The it's, winding it's on it is definitely worth it. Butter. It's butter. It's, I I can't even explain it. So, I have yet to do the review on it, and and what I what I found is that because I get so many watches in for review, I kind of put those watches ahead of like my personal collection because I kind of have to, because I either have to return the watch or they give it for free and they're kind of expecting for me to deliver my content. Mm -hmm. But man, there's so many watches in my personal collection that I've been wanting to review. And this is one of them because I did the unboxing and I'll be honest, and I think you guys know I wasn't impressed with it at first and I was going to return it because I'm so used to dive watches, right? For it to to be so complex and have a bezel and have numbers and loom and all kinds of things. Not that this doesn't have loom, has loom, but it's so simple, right? So I took it out and I'm like, all right. So the retail on this is like over 500 bucks. I mm-hmm. got it in Joman shop for like 350, 340, yeah. which is an incredible value for what mm-hmm. you're getting, right? But it's so simple. And I'm like, it's boring. It's like really boring to me, but the more you wear it, the more you interact with it, you understand. I don't even know how to put it into words. You just completely understand that it's just a time only watch, no bezel, nothing crazy about it. It's just you and this watch, but the winding of it, it's incredible. Buttery smooth. I've never handled another watch that winds as smooth as this one. And I've, I've wound a Rolex, a Mariner, and it, it's a different feel. But this mm-hmm. Edo movement, the way that it winds, it's, it's really, really nice. And the amazing part, and I, I don't think I've ever talked about this. So I wore this watch before and complained about the power reserve that I wasn't getting 80 hours. That's because I didn't fully wind it. Right. <laughs> so when I fully wound the watch, and you could feel it because the clutch kind of clicks in, yeah. um, it was a little over 40 um, spins uh, from, mm-hmm. from a dead stop to like, fully wound it was like over 40 uh wounds it gave me 82 hours of power reserve that's kind of what i'm getting on this incredible yeah it's incredible so this watch has definitely become one of the favorites in the collection which is weird because it went from being a watch i was going to return to being mm-hmm. one of the favorites in the collection so well i am i am happy that you saw things differently you have to sure. keep an open mind people like honestly whenever you get a watch give it an opportunity you know wear it try to enjoy it but ultimately if it doesn't speak to you it doesn't speak to you don't force yourself for a watch to be uh in your collection just because of the hype i'll give you an example Mm. so i want to give a shout out to my friend uh levi he was on the show from uh the handle on instagram is uh, dinner underscore workingsly he decided uh to send me two watches in uh the orient mako 2 uh, it's disappearing mm-hmm. on camera. Orion Mako 2 and an Islander watch. Uh, this is a different strap. He sent it to me like in this really cool Jubilee uh, bracelet. So guess what, guys? He um, he sent it in or sent in these uh, watches and he's like, just keep them. Send them with uh, with papers, with boxes, pristine condition. And he's like, you know, I'm a fan of the show. Uh, thank you for for being a friend, I just want to send you these watches in and just keep them. And and it's just, it blew my mind, right? But uh, I forgot what the point of the story was, but I just wanted to give him a shout out. But I guess, oh, I I, I remember, I remember. So the Orion Mako 2 is one of those watches that everybody talks about, that it's an amazing watch and you need to get it in the collection and Orion and Orion and Orion. Uh, I've handled Orions before, the Bambino. It, it, just, watch. it wasn't for me. It, it is a great watch for great the money, watch. 
but I didn't connect with it. It wasn't for me. This Orient Mako 2, although the hype is is there, I for whatever reason, I, I, I just feel like there's just more to be desired. It has an in-house movement and whatnot, but just the bezel action of it and just, just the way that it wears is just not 100% there. But I'm going to let a little secret out. Uh, I don't even think P. Ross knows about this. There's a company here in California called Crystal Times. They do mm-hmm. a lot of aftermarket uh, crystals, bezels, stuff like that. So I reached out to them said, hey, do you want to collaborate? Um, I got this watch in for free, and I think it can need a, a few upgrades. So they're like, yeah, let us know what you want. So they're sending in a sapphire um, anti-riff with blue AR coating uh, uh, to to replace this one. Um, and they're sending in a coinage bezel and a fully loom ceramic uh, bezel insert. And it's going to be blue. And then right now I switched it up. I have it in an Uncle Seiko uh, strap because the original one was mm-hmm. kind of not that great. So I can't wait to see how I can transform this eh watch into something a lot better now. Right. Obviously, the winding, the movement is going to be the same, but at least the bezel action will be different. It'll be fully loom. I just want to make it my own to see if if then it becomes a watch that I keep in the collection. If not, then we will see what happens to it. But um, anyway... We just kind of went into that little rant. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Eve. You're the guest here. How you been since the last show? Mm, I it's been good. Uh, I've been trying to consistently upload stuff on my channel. Okay. Um, I've also started a Watch Fam Chats series. Like I, I meant for yes. it to be getting to know people in the community, not necessarily that will get, but I don't know. Being being a guest in your podcast was so fun for me that I wanted to like recreate that opportunity for other people. You know, kind of like paying it forward. That's cool. So it's it's um like a cartoon based uh interview which is super scripted because yeah. it's all um like pre-recorded and then pre-recorded. we just combine everything and then make it look like a whole conversation from start to finish and i've been in seven i've been uh, uh been seven episodes so far so mm, I, you and p have mm-hmm. been a guest there already absolutely it was awesome. Yep. It was it was so much fun, by the way. Thank it was you. I was nervous because I'm like, oh man, I'm a little cartoon character. So for everybody right. listening, uh, <laughs> or even watching, if you haven't checked it out, go. We'll leave a link, obviously, to her to her channel below. But it's cool. It's like the the emojis from iPhone, right? And you yeah. record yourself with like the answers, and then Eve does an amazing job at like patching everything together and having these really cool like pop ups and very cartoony. And and I, I really enjoyed. Uh, every single episode that you put out, um, except the P. Ross one, I wasn't <laughs> feeling it too much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that that was actually the best one. Be. <laughs> that was actually the best one. So you know, it no, was a I, lot. I, it was a lot more animated, a lot more action in it. <laughs> know what i mean explosions no right <laughs> no it was it was fun anybody can you let us know of uh, anybody else uh that you have in the in the, in the works or, or talking and anybody else accept that your your invitation um right now i have one person on the pipeline 
Uh, like I didn't invite a lot of people because I couldn't do all of the work for a lot of like for like it's so much work that I can't do it like I can't invite just random people I wanted it to be special people like people who have been supportive uh who've been to me so yeah so you consider us special just 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 so we're clear yes of course you and P are special oh yeah Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Speaking of hey. special, shout out to Eve mm-hmm. for sending me this great shirt. Dang. Vintage lover. Dang. Believe it. Believe that. I don't know if you noticed. I wore, the shirt. I wore the shirt I you gave it. me for, for a big uh, love it. interview. So it, it's dirty right now. That's why I'm not wearing it. I'm just wearing a black shirt. But I got I got yeah. the speedy okay. one too. And thank you so much. Yeah. You're, you're honestly like such a humble person yeah. and, and 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 different like everybody listening watching you need to go support eve she is a genuine sure. person and a genuine watch lover like she's not in this for the hype she's not in this for the wrong intention she's in this hobby oh. and in this space for the right reasons and we got to support each other oh she's killing the game eve. she's killing the game oh 100 nobody yeah. else is doing what she's doing p mm-hmm. right yeah so yeah. she could have easily gone on zoom done what we do and it would have been okay but no that wasn't that wasn't enough for eve she wanted to take it a step further and do the whole mm-hmm. emoji thing it's a, it looks like it's a ton of work honestly like bravo to you because that's right. a lot of work but it looks awesome and i think thank you people are sleeping on you and on your channel and once they realize the quality of videos you're putting out and and how genuine you are and how passionate you are about about horology I think uh, there, there's not going to be a limit. There's not no stopping you. I mean, uh, I, I look at uh, somebody like Jenny L, right? And I respect her. And hopefully we can have her on the show at one point too. But I look at her body of work and it, it, amazing work, but it is a team, right? Her and her husband, and they've been doing it for a long time and they're professionals. This is what they do for a living. Uh, but then I look at you and it's like, okay, you're not doing this for a living, but the content that you're creating is amazing. Awesome. In a different level of amazing, right? Because their Thank stuff you. is is very professional and camera work and crazy stuff, right? That I'm like, I'm learning from them and they, I look up to them. But your stuff, I look up to you too, but in a different way because your spirit and your your um your love for for what you do is very contagious. And and I, I respect you and I look up to you as well, Eve. Um, yeah. I don't know if you Absolutely. look up to me, but I'm, I'm just making an assumption. But I look up. To Everyone you. looks up to you, McGee. Everybody looks up to P. Yeah. Ross too. So mm-hmm. we all look up to each other. There you go. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> but uh, P. Ross, we were we were going to talk about something that's been um, on my mind and, and your mind because we've been talking about it. Right. And that's mm-hmm. uh, gender and watches, and more specifically. I'll give you an example, and I have yet to put out the video because I've been procrastinating. But Aries Gold, uh, I've collaborated with them, right? And P. Ross, I think you have too. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, we want to send you some more watches. And for review, go on our catalog and choose one and and let us know what you want and whatever. So I was going through everything and all the all the guy stuff didn't really speak to me because it was really big, right? And I'm like, uh, I already know I'm going to probably say something negative about it because it's too big and I, I don't want to be negative. That's not what my channel is all about, right? So I went to the women's section just to kind of check it out. And there was a watch and I don't have it in front of me because I gave it to my brother-in-law, but he um, 
the the watch itself is semi-skeletonized, but it's described as like a woman's watch. And it's a 36 millimeter. And I'm like, well, why is it a woman's watch? Like, there's nothing womanly about it. It's not pink or purple or it doesn't have diamonds. It's just a normal watch. I think they categorized it as a woman's watch because of the size. Because the men's version of it was like 42 millimeters. So mm. I picked that watch on purpose because I'm like, well, I want to show people why that's so wrong in so many different levels you know what i mean so now that we have you on the show eve i want to kind of elaborate on on that topic right why watch it should be uh genderless right almost like cars like you don't go to the dealership and it's not like mm. a women's section and a guy section is like no it's just cars for everybody right so why do watches have to be different i get the ones with the diamonds and the pinks and the really small ones i i get those i i i get that um Guys may not wear them, but there's some guys that may wear them. Who knows? In today's society, mm. everything goes kind of, right? But mm -hmm. I wanted to elaborate on that and get P. Ross's thoughts on this and get your thoughts on it and, and maybe come to a conclusion, if you will. And, and maybe Aries Gold, maybe uh, other watch companies that are very supportive to the channel are listening and maybe could uh, take something away uh, from this conversation. So I don't know who wants to go first, P. Eve. Well, uh I, I kind of think that, like, if you think about, like, vintage watches, a lot of those watches were smaller watches. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. 34, 36 that were men watches and wasn't considered women's watches. So where was the turnaround where a 34, 36 became a woman's watch versus being a man's watch? You understand what I'm saying? Like, I see what you're saying. Round as far as size goes? Right, as far as size, like when did it actually matter what was a woman's and what was a male's? You know what I mean? Because uh, I don't, if, yeah. if if I wear, I could wear a 3436 watch, but uh, would it be considered, like for instance, my Omega Seamaster, it's 35 millimeters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Beautiful watch. Uh, my wife could wear it, my daughter could wear it, but I feel like it's just perfect for me. You know, um, you know, and then like even with women nowadays, you see some I've seen women wear like the big bulky fifty-two millimeter Invictus. Mm. You know what I mean? I've seen what, that. You well, know, the Michael Kors, Michael Kors are forty-two, forty. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah, they're kind of big. A, a, a lot of fashion big. watches, you know, women are wearing, and I don't see nothing wrong with it. I think that everything should be neutral, and if that's what you want to wear, is what you want to wear. You know. I agree that um, watches can be uh, marketed gender neutral, but um, there's a difference between like what the ideal is versus what is happening right now. Uh, I guess it goes down to how people shop. What what is the process that makes the most money for the companies? Yeah. I think for like e-commerce, like large e-commerce websites like Amazon or AliExpress, they would have a men's section and a women's section. And it would um, like when probably when women uh, buy stuff, they would click on the women's and then they would see what is the what are the products that are meant for them. I, th yeah. I think that's how that's how people right now shop. But we need to give i mean like maybe the like e-commerce websites need to have a special filter 
for, for watches based on size, not based on like whether it's for women or for men. Like now, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if a lot of websites do that. But I know um, Teddy Baldassar's website, he has a filter on his website based on the case diameter. But at the same time, he also has a section for, like you can filter out women's watches, but uh, like when you click on it, it's not like like women or femi- overly feminine watches. It's just watches with sizes that are More generally fit yeah, fit women's wrists. So I like I like that. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. So Miguel, would you wear the Aries Gold watch? The thirty-six yeah. millimeter. You would yeah, wear for it? sure. I mean, because honestly, that watch actually wears the same as a Seiko Sarp zero thirty-three. Right. Same. And um, it the the only thing that kind of gets me is when you do get it in the sun. It has kind of like a little bit of a like dark mother of pearl, and you mm-hmm. get some purples in there and pinks, and not that I feel feminine wearing it but i don't necessarily like a lot of color in my watches i don't know if you guys even know this but a lot of my collection is black and gray and one white dial which is my dress watch but i don't like colorful dials right Mm -hmm. so that's why like the hulk and things like that they don't people go nuts over those things i don't i don't really care like i don't i just give me a regular submariner with a black bezel and a black dial and i'm good like that's that's Mm -hmm. me you know i don't like a lot of color in my in my watches now with that said the mod that i'm doing to this orient the bezel um it's actually blue so it's almost going to be like a like a smurf right so blacked out blue bezel and i think mm-hmm. that's okay because it's a little bit of a spa- splash of color but to go back to your question yeah i would i would definitely rock the aries golden to be honest with you my brother-in-law when he didn't even know it was a girl's watch he just saw the watch he fell in love with it. And then afterwards is when I told him, hey, did you know this is marketed as a, as a girl's watch? But here's where the, the story gets interesting. So as a, as a male, right, the machismo kicks in and you're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What do you mean this is a girl's watch? Am I wearing a girl's watch? Then it makes you feel weird. And that's that's where I have a problem because... If you go to the website, it completely makes sense. Filtering things out and, and the way they do it, it's it's interesting. But once you categorize something as a as a girl's watch or vice versa, it may make people feel a certain way, right? Like my wife would always go to me. Now she doesn't do it, but she'll be like, wait, is this a guy's watch or a girl's watch? And it's like, well, why does it have to be either? Do you like the watch? How does it wear? That's all that should matter. Like, no, but it's a guy's watch or a girl's watch. Like, no, who put those labels on, right? Mm-hmm. Or sunglasses. A lot of times they're unisex. So who cares if a guy or a girl wears it? Now, sometimes right. they, things do look a little feminine, right? Like sunglasses or some watches do look pretty feminine. And I get that, you know, or, or kids' watches, right? You have to kind of ca- categorize them as kids' watches because they're tiny, you know? Mm. But I, I think the industry definitely needs to do a better job at kind of creating that that gender neutral um stage and um Mm -hmm. maybe more more or platform i should say and maybe more women will be um i don't know more open to wearing watches i noticed that uh there's a lot of women out there that like these big chunky sports watches now i don't know if that's just a few and far between and i wanted to pick your brain eve how do you feel about 
like dive watches do you love them i know you have i don't like them i i I don't really like buy dive watches i don't like large watches i tend to stay away from 40 millimeters and up i know a lot of people Mm. in the like a lot of women watch enthusiasts like 40 40 millimeters and up uh but a lot there's a lot of women with different tastes and when you say watches should be gender neutral, does that mean watch companies need to stop producing the bedazzled tiny watches? Because, I mean, there are women who do like these things, right. you know? But what I don't like is like how some watch companies don't produce enough options or like it feels like an afterthought. Like you yeah. shrink it, you make it quartz, you add diamonds and, and bedazzle it and you call it a day. Um, right. Yeah, that's what I don't like. Uh, See, I don't want to make watches homogenous, like like make everything white, black or gray or blue. I don't want the I, pink and the bedazzled ones to disappear. I just want more good options, more um, with good movements, better marketing yeah we'll see those i agree with Mm. you no i i think that's kind of where we where we were headed right i i think companies should offer um the same watch maybe in a smaller version but the same watch same spec same movement same everything and that's the problem right like you hit the nail right on the head if a company's going to offer a male version, they put all these crazy specs and an automatic movement or mechanical movement. And then for the girls, it's like, well, they're girls. They want quartz. And it's like, yeah, maybe some do because they don't like the mechanics of it. And maybe they don't want to worry about it. My wife, she could care less about mechanical watches. She just wants mm-hmm. the watch to be working. And that's all she cares about. Mm. Um, and, and that's the interesting thing, too, that I've been trying to wrap my head around this thing right so i've asked my mom my sister mother-in-law a few girls in the family my wife about mechanical watches and watches in general and they all like oh yeah watches are cool but that's kind of where it ends they don't care Mm -hmm. about watches how we care about watches now i've talked to several guys in the in the family and they're not watch people but they all think it's cool like all the mechanics they all think it's cool but the girls they don't care. They could care less. Mm. So that kind of shows me the bigger picture that these companies are in business for money. They don't care mm. about the hobbyists and the horology and they, they don't care about this. They care about the bottom line. What's yeah. going to make them money? Well, what's going to make gonna them sell? money? What's going to sell is what's been selling, right? You know, market it the, the way that they have with a girl with a cocktail dress and diamonds and whatnot. And then that sells. And that's what people mm. want. Apparently, but so maybe there's we're also wrong. Um, like we don't know if the people behind the design team for women's watches or the marketing team behind women's watches actually have women there. <laughs> maybe right, they do, but right, right. like if it's a like a like That's an a advertisement point. designed for women, but somehow the women are posed in a way that serves the male gaze instead of yeah. for women, then maybe that also needs to be changed. Mm. I completely agree. Right so what is it about dive watches that you don't like the aesthetic or the size? Um, I don't like 
like the size. I like dress watches better. Got it. Um, I also don't. I don't go to the beach. I don't. So I, that, that's why I don't really need to have dye watches because I'm. I'm. In, I'm never gonna wear them because I don't want to have a wrist tan. I know it's a sign of like what a good watch enthusiast to have a wrist tan, <laughs> but I don't want to have a wrist tan. So I'm not gonna wear a watch when I'm on the beach. That's so funny. right on. Well, I think, um, and I might be wrong. I mean, I know some people do wear their watches for their intended purposes, but it was very eye-opening when we had uh, Dale from Mr. Ace K Productions. And he's a pilot, he's a commercial pilot. And he was, we're like, hey, so how important is a watch? As he's like, nobody wears a watch. You don't need one. It's just, it's this, 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 um, dream or this this elaborate thing that you like to think in your head that you, that you, you I wear a dive watch because I go diving I wear a pilot's watch because you know I'm flying a, mm. a plane and I that's kind of how watch. I felt like you know he a pilot every pilot should be wearing a pilot's watch you know but when he said it I'm like whoa okay yeah it's not true no it's one like, cares. You, don't a, you don't need a watch period so okay. for me I could only speak for me but my core collection or, or the what makes up most of my collection is dive watches like i absolutely mm. love dive watches do i even go in the ocean no why i'm kind of scared i don't know i don't like the ocean and i have beautiful beaches here in california i'll go I'll put dip my feet in and then i get out i don't i don't <laughs> like to go in i'm scared i don't know I, just the ocean kind of scares me i don't know why uh but um i don't wear dive watches for their intended purposes i just think they look cool and and that's why the Rolex of Mariner is like my ultimate grail because of how it looks. I don't care if it's a Rolex. It's just the way that it looks, you know, and, and I wish I would like the Seamaster like 300 um, mm. a, a lot more because it's more attainable. Um, but unfortunately, I, I gravitate more towards the Mariner, but it's, it's all an aesthetic for me. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Really does what it is. You know, I mean, the fact that it's a Rolex is cool, but the aesthetic of it is so cool. Now I know you could get all these homage watches or whatever. I just feel silly wearing them. It's like I'd rather wear the real thing or just not wear one that looks like it, you know? So Right, for sure. But I, I guess we all can agree that uh, whether male or female, you can wear what you want to wear, right? Of course. You know 100%. what I mean? So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, Eve, I wanted to pick your brain about a, a, a new uh, app a uh, new platform that's yeah. been popping up and super popular. Um, obviously, we all know about the blogs and the Instagram and, you know, YouTube and whatnot. But uh, Clubhouse. So Clubhouse is is become a thing. I've dabbled a little bit in it. I went in one mm-hmm. of the chats and it was a little intimidating. Um, but I want to get your perspective because you invited me into Clubhouse. And I know you're super active with that community. So I want to get your thoughts on why Clubhouse, why not Clubhouse, what's the future of Clubhouse? I just want to get your thoughts and see if it's the, the, the new thing, you know? Okay, so the main benefit for me is the real-time nature of the discussion going on. So it's like being in a conference call, but with people from the Watch Fam or people in in like all over the world. Right. Some people don't like that because they've been on in conference calls all day. Then they attend another <laughs> conference call at night for fun. But I don't know. It's it's just like talking with friends, but kind of intimidating because it's also like people like 
people you don't know. Mm -hmm. um, why Clubhouse? Uh, I guess people back in January, people just so deprived. 2020, not going out, not talking to people. Uh, we've been just DMing people on Instagram and it's just been chats. It was just super refreshing for people in hobby to be using their voices again and share the love of watches with other people. The benefit with Clubhouse over Zoom, I don't care what I look like. I won't care what I look like. I can be in my pajamas. Like I can be like like tucked in bed and still be on Clubhouse, like, getting ready to sleep. Nobody, nobody like, like that's one of the appeals, I think. So is it like video? Um, no, or just no audio. it's audio. Audio, so okay. It's pure audio. Okay, cool. Okay, so, cool. Correct me if I'm wrong, Eve, but let me paint a picture just because I, I, I was super confused as to what it was until I jumped in a week ago or something like that. So P. Ross, what mm. it is, is people create these these rooms, right, which is kind of like a meeting, kind of like what we do. Right. And they create certain time slots, right? So it starts at X time. So you have to jump on. Now, the only people, so you have all these people in the room, let's say 10 people, right, in the, in the same room. Mm. So you open up the app and you're in that in that room. Now, the there's people that are designated to speak already. And if you're just in the audience, just kind of listening behind the scenes, you can't talk. You have to request to be kind of admitted into mm. the room to talk. So picture like a table, like a meeting table, and you're sitting around the table. Uh, those are the people speaking. But around the room, there's chairs. So you could either be in the chairs but not talking, just kind of listening, right. or just say, you know what, I want to seat at that table. And they'll pull up a chair for you and put it at the, at the table. Is that kind oh, of okay. the correct analogy? Yeah. And then yeah. you talk, and then you mute yourself, and then somebody could rebuttal to what you just said or completely change the topic. That's where I had a problem because – this was my first time being on Clubhouse, and I have absolutely no problem talking to people, as you can see. This is what I do for a living professionally. I talk to people, and this is what I do as a hobby. I talk to people. So I had no problem. I wasn't shy. I wasn't nervous. What made me feel really uncomfortable is that it almost felt like well, none of these people knew who I was, except for you and maybe some other person. But I did my introduction. I even said something. I had an opinion, and nobody responded to my opinion nobody said i agree with that i disagree with that there was silence after i said what i said and then it was awkward because since somebody else kind of started talking about something completely different so it made me feel less it almost made me feel like so i guess what i said didn't really matter because nobody had an opinion about it and it didn't happen once it happened a few times even when i introduced myself it was i was expecting my people to say hey welcome welcome hey something nothing so it made it me did. feel it made me feel uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Mm. That's why I never really went back. I still have the app and I might do it again, but if I do it again, it might be with people that I know or friends or something cuz it just felt kind of awkward, you know, and I'm like, did I say mm. the wrong thing? Did I offend anybody? Like, I don't know, whatever. Mm. It largely depends on how the moderators run it. I think sometimes uh like some rooms, they have a set of speakers, and okay. the speakers are the only ones allowed to talk until mm. the Q and A time, or they have a like a topic, and that's like if you veer to to a different topic and nobody knows how to respond to that, they move on to a different topic. Got it. Um, some like sense. how how we do it, we have a room full of speakers, and 
anyone who wants to raise their can share as long as it's uh, it's on topic. Makes sense. Um, what we do is so so my friends and I are all Filipino. Paolo, Mike, and Ivan. We run a weekly room every Sunday night Manila time morning like U.S. time. We what time? create. 7 a.m. California time. I'm sorry. It's so early for you. Got it. Uh, Maybe we should join one I of these. I think 10 a.m. Yeah. Cincinnati time. Yeah. So we talk about fun, lighthearted topics like what's the most memorable watch you have in your collection or what's your favorite watch? Uh, That's cool. Tell us you're a watch nerd without telling us you're a watch nerd. So stuff like that. <laughs> stuff that um, That's cool. a beginner... Or someone who, like, who's just starting in the hobby, or or owns like homage pieces versus someone who owns a Patek or, or an AP. Like we we're all welcome in the room. Uh, we create topics that that um, that cater to the human experience instead of instead of uh, the like value. brand specific. Yeah, the yeah. value. So yeah, one of the questions was. One of the topics we had this: what is, what was the worst problem you had in the watch hobby? So there were people who shared waiting yeah. list horror stories. Uh, there were people that um, shared like water, like destroying watches that that was given to them by their grandparents, something like that. And tomorrow, mm -hmm. uh, our topic for tomorrow is quartz. Love them or hate them? Would you get uh, would you, you get an expensive quartz piece? So we give everyone a chance to speak. So we go down left to right, top to bottom, around three minutes per person. So mm. it's perfect for introverts, perfect for new watch enthusiasts that are getting on Clubhouse. It's not intimidating. It's well, we we make we try to make it as chill and as relaxing as possible, as long as you're not a troll or a scammer, then everyone's just generally nice. That's cool. Yeah. So how do people go about finding that room? Is, is, is it have a name or how do you search it? How do you... Um, you have to search for our club. It's called the WIS Lounge. And, and then uh, the for this... W-I-S? W-I-S. Yeah, okay. W-I-S Lounge. Okay. Um, and if you're a member of the WIS Lounge, every time we schedule an like it just an event, up. it will it will pop up in the notifications. Mm. Okay. And I also announced the topic on Instagram in my Instagram stories. Got it. Got so it. people Have know we... what the topic is for next week. See the, mm -hmm. the the problem in the watch community and with any platform really is snobbery, and I think you guys could agree, right? And a mm. lot of times I I do feel less. I do feel less because it's like, well, I don't own any Rolexes in the collection or I don't own anything mm. big in the collection. And it's like, I have an Omega Speedmaster, but it's from like the 90s and it's not the professionals. I just feel like it doesn't get enough like respect. Man, you know what, you know, man, forget out it. Forget out it. No. Listen, yo, you know what? We, we don't have to own these things in order to be great watch enthusiasts. I agree. I you know agree. what I mean? Like that's you, you. You don't have to own these things. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So no, believe me, I, I could care less. That's why I could easily, and I, I think we talked about this. P, 
All I the time. Easily, I could easily take a lot of the watches in my collection, sell everything off, and and get a little bit of money and buy something right. nice that could mm -hmm. be like a flex and be like, "Well, look at yes, me," or whatever. But I like variety. Right. I like mm -hmm. being able to look at all these watches and wear something different. If my collection was like a three watch collection, but each mm -hmm. one of these watches was like a few thousand dollars. Right. I mean, maybe I'll get that to that point. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But the, the, the point I was trying to make is that it's sad how a lot of people view other people because of the watches they own. Not everybody's like that, but for the majority of them, they are. And I've noticed that a lot of these people on Instagram or even YouTube, if you don't own watches of a certain caliber, you're not at their level and that you're not part of the club. It's ridiculous. I am sorry. Um, but it just, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I, again, them, them same people you talking about, you know, I have to wonder if they even have any control in their own lives. You know what I mean? To be the way that they are. So, yeah. And maybe all they look to is a watch to define them. Well, and, and, and that's the thing. So. That's the thing that a a watch <clears throat> or a material object does not define you. It's like because you don't own a Rolex, an Omega, a Patek, an AP, doesn't mean you don't have money, right? right. Maybe you right. choose to spend your money in other things. So I don't know. I I I think a lot of these. I might be wrong, but. I feel like a lot of these guys and girls, right, whatever, with these expensive watches is like, it's almost like a flex or like a show off. Like, oh, look what I have. Look how much money I have. Because inherently, I mean, just it's like the, they have the watch because they like it or whatever, but they know it's expensive. They know right. people are going to are gonna be wowed by it and, and say, oh, wow, that person must have money. But, but you know like, what? You know what's so crazy about what you're saying is, is, if you seen someone with a Rolex Submariner like on Instagram, yeah, and it's fake, right? You really wouldn't be able to tell. You know what I mean? You you just assuming that it's real because the flex could be fake. I feel like this is one of the ultimate flexes right here. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Hell yeah, I feel like what Eve got on right now is a flex. You know what I mean? That flex. is a flex right there. That is a flex. You know what I mean? So who knows, like, when these people post these watches, if they real or not? Because you can't ultimately tell by a picture. Can you? No. Especially yeah, I, with I, I, some of the super clones out there. You know what yeah. I mean? You can't tell. So in my mind, I'm thinking, like, it could be fake. And if it's fake, they fake. You know, I've been, I've been wanting to do this experiment and i know it's going to be an expensive experiment but I, I i was even thinking i'm like imagine if i drop all this money in an expensive watch right something that's going to be super popular and see if people in the community not outside of the community view me differently if i if there's a different perspective they treat me differently if i'm going to be part of the club and then if i am then i know their true colors but then it's like, I'm stuck with the watch. What do I do with it? <laughs> so I'm like, that's going to be an expensive experiment. <laughs> I, f I don't feel like I've been treated poorly. You know, like I haven't experienced or, or maybe it just flies over my head. Like, I don't know. And maybe I'm not, not, right. 
you aware do, you do own a rolex so and people know that it's not a secret so i, I don't post the rolex that often anymore i post my uh or maybe the cridor but the, those cridor watches are not the expensive ones they're, they're just the vintage quartz pieces that are right right three hundred dollars you know right i don't know i don't know how i feel about this hobby sometimes like i i love watches because of the way honestly is the aesthetics like it's all about the aesthetics for me mm-hmm. but <clears throat> also uh heritage and build and other things obviously play a huge factor in in the watch but aesthetics i think for most people is very important because if you don't like the watch it could have it could be the most coveted watch in the world you just don't like it like oh Patek Philippe Nautilus for me it's okay I don't really like mm. it and one that I really mm-hmm. don't like the the Aquanaut or whatever Ugh, I hate that watch like I don't like it I don't get the hype around it I just don't like it you know what I mean well the um, hype is in the name and the price that's what it's I the hype. it's the hype man it's it's mm-hmm. it's the hype it's just I don't know whatever just watch it should be fun and if you share that common interest with somebody else, who cares if they own a $5 watch or a dollar watch or a hundred thousand dollar watch, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like, we don't let a watch define you, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of the, what I've been telling people, you know, and, and it's unfortunate. I've seen it happen. People go from humble collections to like a better collection. And all of a sudden yeah. they change. They either change their perspective on, certain pieces or on people and that's why i always keep saying stay humble it's not a catchphrase i mean it's become a catchphrase but i genuinely mean it because the minute that you let people i mean things define you not just to watch anything in your life people could see through that and you're not going to be a genuine person and like p ross said before people are not going to remember you for your material things they're going to remember you because of you you know Mm mm-hmm bars anyway thank that you for letting us know about clubhouse mm. <laughs> I, how it works well if you're free tomorrow you can join us for the quartz love love or hate topic that'll be 10 a.m my time Whew. 10 a.m your time it's like but you know it's, it's, you can go to sleep yeah i'll try i'll try i'll try i'll try to be up yeah, don't, I mean, like, don't expect it to be like this giant room because we, there are a lot of competing rooms happening mm. at the same time. And uh, I guess when it's uh, because it's Sunday night for me, it's the only thing that I can do this. I, I can host this room. So I have no choice. I, I have to do it at the same time as the other ones. Got it. Got it. But you can attend the other one. You know, it's also fine. Yeah. We'll we'll see if we can. I'm not making promises because it's early, but I'll I'll try my mm-hmm. best to be there and share my opinions on quartz. I I I, okay. I like quartz. Would I spend the money on quartz? No, I rather get a mechanical piece. I just I just feel like yeah. more of a personal connection with it. Why? I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> but Eve, I know you. Before we started, you wanted to ask us a little something, so. Take it away. Uh, okay, so with so my YouTube channel, I started in 2019, and then 
it's growing really slow. I mean, it's slow and steady. And I really appreciate the people that have been loyal. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm like, I can do better. Um, I've been trying to constantly evolve and tweak the content. But I wanted to get your advice since you both are like, like very much ahead of me in when it comes to the YouTube thing. So what tips or advice do you have for me so that I can get to 1,000 1, subscribers faster? Mm. P. Ross? Well, I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm that much ahead of you. Um, I think I got like 1,500 subscribers. And it's, it's been slow for me like crazy. You know, and the only thing I, I say to myself, if I continue to be myself and be who I am and not come across as fake, and just come across as genuine at all times, you know, then it'll finally pay off, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as like YouTube algorithms and all that stuff, I have no idea what that means. I mean, I'm, I'm just posting videos, trying to have fun. And I think that's the main point, too. Like, if you continue to have fun with what you're doing, then sometimes you feel like, and me, me and Miguel talk about this all the time, sometimes you feel like, the work that you put in is not being appreciated, but I kind of feel mm-hmm. like if, if, if you continue to have fun with your craft, then that won't bother you as much. It will bother you, but I just try to continue to remember to have fun mm. with it, you know, That's good. and, and when I don't, I'll complain to him or anybody who is my wife. Then my wife will say things like, baby, don't worry about it. You're going to blow up. You the shit. You're going to blow up. Okay. Cool. You know, nice. so, you know, so. Very encouraging. It's very encouraging. So, you know. She says that while wearing your Seiko Sarb 033. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Woman, just give it up already. Right. She can have it now. I don't even want that. It's all scratched up. All beat up. Probably. Yeah. Probably. You know, so. Well, that's some great got advice, Got all kind of. Got all yeah. kind of uh, have fun. Uh, it has all kind of medical art stuff on it where she works in the hospital and for a clown. I don't want that watching no more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you know. Ain't no telling what's going on in the hospitals, man. Man. So, you know. Well, Eve, let me give you my two cents. So like P said, it, it, it's all about having fun. But here, let's not kid ourselves. All right. You start a social media platform account, and let's let's use YouTube YouTube as as an example here. So, you start YouTube for a specific reason. You start YouTube to share something with the world. You want people to see the video that you're going to put out, right? Let's start off with that. If you didn't want people to see it, you would record yourself on your phone and rewatch yourself and True. never share that with the world. So people that say, I don't care about the views. I don't care about the subscribers. I do this because I just love making videos. You're lying. If you like making videos then go make videos and don't share them on social media, share them with your family, do it yourself. You put them on a platform because you want people to see this video. Right. And when it mm. doesn't get views, you get depressed. I know Absolutely. this because this is me. I'm describing myself. Mm-hmm. Right. right, right. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I started this. I started this because I wanted to share my passion with the world. And 
I didn't want to necessarily be, want to become famous and I still don't. I, I just want a lot of people to follow me just to give me that sense of I'm important in this world. Not famous, but it's an accomplishment. I'm, I'm important. I created something from nothing and took it to the moon. Um, and it really, it's depressing. So I, I would say this, if you have depression issues, if you have self-esteem issues, don't go on social media because that's the worst place to be if you're looking to change your life or, or be praised by others because the opposite is going to happen. You're going to get haters. So you're going to get negative comments. You're going to get people to put you down. Um, and even if that doesn't happen, the fact that you don't get enough subscribers or enough views after you put something that you work 20, 30 hours on, it's depressing because you're like, man, at least at work, if I work 40 hours, I get a paycheck and that's mm -hmm. my reward for my work. Mm -hmm. But this mm -hmm. YouTube thing, I could put 20 hours in and it doesn't get any views and nobody cares. So it's like, man, the reward of all my work is just not there. But with that said, you need to have a goal in mind. So what is your goal? Is your goal to get free watches? Is your goal to collaborate with companies? Is your goal to get X amount of subscribers, X amounts of views? And I would say tailor your channel more towards whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, right? So for me, when I started, the main focus was not only to share the information with the world or my views on watches, but also to be able to get free watches. And I'm fully transparent about this because I knew watches are expensive, right? Even if it's a hundred dollars, that's a lot of money, a hundred here, a hundred there. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you spend $3,000 on watches. So I was like, it'll be so cool if I could partner up with companies in the future and they could send watches in for free and I get to keep them. Not only do I get to review them, but now I got a new watch for free. That started happening very early on, even be before a thousand subscribers for me. And it was all because of I, I contribute that to my salesmanship because I build these relationships with uh, companies uh, behind closed doors or whatever. And I they would see the real me and maybe they saw some potential for me to 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 get more subscribers. So I, I've had free product for a minute now and it's cool. You know, it, it, I still enjoy it. It's it's awesome. I like it. And it's if I feel accomplished every time I get a free product. But in the same sentiment, when I put out my videos and it doesn't get a lot of views and I don't get a lot of subscribers, it, it still messes with me. And, and, and I do complain to P. Ross and I complain to Omar and David and other friends and my wife, not so much now, but I used to. Um, so it does get to you. And I guarantee that even if I hit 10,000 subscribers, I still would feel underappreciated because I see what my peers are doing. And you never want to compare yourself to anybody in your space because it's unfair because everybody has their own persona. Everybody has their own style of doing things. So it's really unfair to compare yourself to them. But in the same token, let's face it and let's be real. You sometimes feel like you're better than some people. And when they have more success than you, it really, really messes with you. It messes with your ego. It messes with your emotions and with everything, you know? Um, so it's really hard to not look at that. But what I would say is if you find yourself comparing yourself to a person, then try to distance yourself from that person and try to maybe just not look at their stuff. And it's hard, right? But just try it. Try your best, you know. But mm -hmm. best piece of advice I can give you is 
do whatever feels right to you, you know, and, and if you ultimately feel like this is not the platform for you and it's messing with your emotions in the wrong, wrong way, you know, I'll give you an example, our friend, uh, Matthew from Chronomat, we had him on the mm. show before he was doing really good. His subscriber yeah. was going crazy. All he did, his videos were reviewing people's collections, like, um, artists, right? So soccer players, movie stars, and he will go through their collection and kind of add everything up, how much it will be worth it. It was fun videos, but he admitted to me, young kid, you know, he was 18, something like that, 18, 19. He admitted to me that he's like, you know, Miguel, uh, I, I get way too caught up in, in the metrics of this and it's it's getting me is giving me anxiety so he quit straight up 2000 plus subscribers mm. he quit all social media he quit instagram mm -hmm. he quit youtube he quit everything and then wow. uh, i've been checking up with him you know he's he's become a friend and he's doing so much better he lost a bunch of weight he's happy with his life i don't even know if he likes watches anymore to be honest with you but it's just like he's happy YouTube was way too much for him. It was just consuming his his energy, his emotion, mm -hmm. and and that's what he did, you know. And I I've been considering that too, you know. But as of late, I've been uh, collaborating with more companies. There's exciting things in the works uh, that we can't talk about yet, but there's exciting things with with other companies and Piras uh, too. So just when you think you want to pull out, life has a way of pulling you back in and saying, "No, you mm -hmm. are important." You are important. Right. Stick around. Stick around a little bit longer. Yeah. And just keep doing what you're doing and, and, and enjoy it. And I found for me personally that videography and photography has become very relaxing and, mm. and, and a great hobby for me personally. And that's kind of what I want to expand on because I'm like, look, even at the end of the day, if I leave YouTube, my 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 talents and what I developed and, and it's not going to go away. Now I can transition mm. my videography and photography from watches into something else, whatever I decide to do. But I learned something from it, from this experience, you know, so right on how to get to a thousand subscribers. I mean, there could be a few easy ways that you could cheat, but it may not align with you. Right. Giveaways. People love giveaways. Um, homage watches. People love homage watches, oh, expensive yes, pieces. Yes. People love expensive pieces. Being controversial, right? Getting in front of the camera like the time teller and yelling at the camera and going off on people. People love that kind of stuff. But I think I know you pretty well, Eve, and you are pretty grounded and you stay true to yourself. And I don't think any of those things I just said align with you, except for the giveaway. I mean, it's cool, but it's expensive <laughs> and it's... I, I don't know if you noticed, we don't really do giveaways because we almost feel like you're buying subscribers. It's almost like I'm yeah. buying for you to subscribe right. to me because I'm giving you something. It's like, no, if you want to subscribe, subscribe because you like my content, not because I'm giving right. you free stuff. But every once in a while, I do admit that it's okay to do a free giveaway. And again, we're probably going to partner up with a company to to do a giveaway. Um, so we're excited about it. But I, I think giveaways I, I, are more for people who already are loyal to your channel instead of the like, instead of it being a way to like to lure more people in yeah to lure right. more people in yeah i mean it's a it's a double-edged sword right so it, it it works both ways and it could be a good thing could be a bad thing it's just there's just no winning in youtube or in social media it doesn't matter what you do what you say is just as long as you become uh, uh 
I guess, um, be you and you become a trusted person that people say, hey, I look up to that person because they, I like the way they think. Bark and Jack, right? Mm. Every time he has an opinion on something, people listen. Oh, he mm. said this thing is good. It must be good. Oh, he said that thing is bad. It must be bad. For God's sake, the guy is coming out with his own coffee line. Good for him. Awesome. It has nothing to do with watches and he's playing on his brand and he's kind of elaborating on it. That's awesome. That's beautiful. That's what I like to see, right? People become successful off something mm. they started, expanded, and they're loved by the community. Um, so that's awesome. And hopefully one day we can share that that platform with that many subscribers. Um all of us, you know, because I think we deserve it. I, we're passionate, we work hard, we're genuine, we're humble. There is absolutely no reason why we can't be at the top, you know. So, for sure, bars. Awesome. But What's I don't bars? know if that was helpful or not. Yep. What he said, bars. <laughs> no, I mean like, no, no, I'm not American, so. Oh, I don't, I don't think know she knows that, what bars what that, means, what that means. Oh, like uh, uh, when you say something profound, like a rapper, like bars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. So about. in the in the rap world, um, when you say somebody has bars, like a rapper has bars, is that they're really he good? He can really what? rap. They can he really can rap, rap oh, and they okay. could they could be yeah. very profound. They're they're really good at what they do. So I guess since I was speaking the truth or saying some really good things, oh, that's why you okay. kept saying bars, bars. bars. Mm. So it's almost like playing on the something whole. Something new. Yeah, the right. rapper thing. So yeah, feel free listening. to use it, Eve. Feel free to use it. Bars. Bars. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> now if you don't do you listen to hip hop or hip hop's not your, your thing? I haven't listened to music wow. in a long time. Really? I yeah. Mm. Like I only like when I drive, which I haven't driven in a year, mm. I drive with Coldplay. John Mayer, Ed Sheeran, Bruno Mars in the background. That's it. Hmm. Okay. Good company. So let me put you on the spot. If yeah. you had to pick a favorite artist, dead or alive, new or old, who would it be? Pick a, like, for what? For music, just a, an artist. John Mayer. That... Really? Yeah. Because I, know, I grew up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I grew up listening to John Mayer in high school. So it just like, reminded me of those days, I guess, like That's being cool. young. How surprised were you being a fan of John Mayer and knowing that he's such a watch collector? Mm-hmm. I think I was surprised because like, I wasn't aware of it until like a few years ago. Talking watches? <laughs> I didn't get the the like Hodinkee collaboration. Like I wasn't lining up to get it. I didn't. I'm not like that like the, big of a fan to just randomly support his products. The John I mean, Mayer products that he collaborated. Oh, yeah, the yeah, the John Mayer G Shock. I didn't like it to be honest with you. But guys. I do know that like, who are John okay. Mayer fans that like really had to get it. But like, I like his music, but doesn't it doesn't mean I have to buy his watch? No, no, no. Well, to me, it was really interesting because the guy is such a collector, but in every single one of his talking watches is all these crazy pieces, right? But then he comes out with the G-Shock. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't mm -hmm. love G-Shock or he doesn't own any G-Shocks, but it just came across as like a money grab because it's like, hmm, like, I don't know. Like, I just don't see G-Shock and John Mayer. I mean, I see Rolex Daytona and John Mayer and, and 
IWC and some other brands. So I don't know. It was interesting to me, but I just mm. didn't like it. So it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, I like the colorway. Okay. The colorway was cool because it reminded me yeah. of the the little keyboard, like the old school, yeah. like eighties mm-hmm. keyboard. So that was right. kind of cool, right? So. Mm-hmm. But Eve platforms yours. I think we've been at this for over an hour already. So what? What? Do you, what do you, yeah, you you want to share something with the with the world? Um, oh yeah, I've what been it, watching on Amazon Prime Invincible. Have you guys heard of it? I think mm-hmm. so. I think so. No, it's about the, so. this uh, this superhero uh, oh. cartoon. Yeah. So when I was watching the first half, I'm like, yeah, hey, I can I can watch this with my nieces. And then when it got to the end, nope, I cannot watch it with them. It's that. It's that. heard of it? I don't. I don't know. Crazy. The gore is crazy. Wow. So it's a cartoon, but it's like gory. It's like for eighteen years old. Eighteen and up. Eighteen they, and up. Do they curse? Uh, I don't remember. I think they do. I think. I think they do. Invincible. Chris. Okay, cool. Invincible. Mm. Gotta check it Started out. Started seeing memes about it online on, on 9gag. So I'm like, why is everyone suddenly hyping this up? So I watched it and it, it, it is good. Mm. Got it. Got it. Cool, cool, cool. P. Ross, anything you want to share? Uh, Only thing I got is I listened to Snoop Dogg's new album. He has a new album. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Love Snoop. For sure. Um, other than that, uh, I do. I, ha- I hopefully I have a video coming out this weekend. Hopefully, it's been finish. two weeks, P. What the heck? <laughs> Come on, man. Yo, man, I've been consumed with work, man. But no it's excuse. coming out. It's coming out this weekend. Shout out to Coach Watch. I said Coach Watches. Coast Watches. The Pacific sure. Explorer. Yes, Got it. it's coming out this weekend. It will be out for sure. Awesome. So I watched a documentary on Amazon Prime uh, with Jay Balwin, Bal- Balwin, whatever his last name is. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's like a reggaeton guy from Colombia. He did a collaboration with Beyonce. I mean, he has a bunch. Jay of- Balvin. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, did, he did a Nike collaboration too. Yeah. So he's he's yeah. a very well known, respected guy around the world, and does reggaeton and you know that kind of music and whatnot. And I, I'm not into that kind of music, but it intrigued me seen the documentary because i know he's a watch guy so i was like i was hoping to watch uh, or see him with some cool watches he was i think he was wearing a richard meal or melee or whatever at one point and some other kind of casio looking watch but it wasn't about the watches i watched it because he was kind of preparing or showing how he was preparing for this big concert in colombia right his his hometown medellin and um anyway he i didn't know he suffered from mental health right depression Mm. and anxiety and stuff like that and it was really interesting to see that somebody so successful right millions upon millions of dollars and fame and all that how depressed he looked and it Mm. was eye-opening that it says i know that money's not Mm. everything i mean they 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 tell us that all the time obviously uh and material things are not everything because the guy has some crazy cars and watch collection and all that but if mentally you're not there then it just or not just mentally but if your health is not there then everything else does not matter so i think it all starts there with your physical health with your mental health and if you have issues that like we've said it before try to get some help uh, right. from anybody from professional cuz you know it's it's not fun 
it's not fun, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I've, I've experienced that not personally, but in, in family members and, and I've seen it, I've seen the struggles and I've seen that uh, there's just nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say to them to make mm-hmm. them happy. And it's, it's very frustrating. So please, if you suffer from any kind of condition, get help because you need it. You know, and, and you're special. Remember, you're special to somebody. You're special to your mom, to your dad, to your brother, to your sister, to your kids. You're special to somebody. So always remember that. You you make right. a difference in this world and having you around is special. So anyway, that's what I, I have. I think what's uh, <laughs> sad about that is, is I think that we all, in the day we living in, are suffering from some type of anxiety and depression. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody, you know, and, and, and there's nothing to ignore. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go. I was going to say another thing that that's real. And I don't know if it's a condition, but FOMO, right? I don't know if you guys have heard of FOMO, fear of missing out. Mm. It's a real thing, right? And I, it's happened to me before. It's like, oh, that thing is going to sell out. Oh, if I don't buy this. Oh, if I don't. And, and it creates this anxiety that it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. if the internet wasn't there, I wouldn't right. have FOMO it's the internet is kind of messing us up you know it could be a good thing it could be a bad thing and instagram is horrible man it's like i'm telling you it's like if instagram wasn't around i probably wouldn't own half of the watches that i own but the fact that Mm -hmm. that, um i do you know what i mean is is it's um i don't know i i I, instagram is is to blame (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah there really really is um like it's both like raising awareness, but also FOMO because there's so much awareness. You're being bombarded by so many things. And it's always the latest and the greatest. And it's like, oh, that's great. You got the latest uh, Rolex Mariner. That's great. But did you get the new one with the new The new movement? dial color. Did you get the color? Did you, oh, you have that one? Oh, that's just so last season. And it's like... Man, it just they make you feel guilty by like spending money and then people mm-hmm. flipping watches all the time. It's like if this is a keeper in my collection and the next week is like, Oh, I sold it, I flipped it. It's like right. why? It's cause Instagram, I saw this watch and I couldn't get it out of my head and, and it's or or YouTube too, you know, and I probably feel bad too, because I'm an influencer, you know, I'm influencing these people with the watches they buy. You know, I, I recently had a, a, a guy did he tag me or I found I don't know. But he had a, a Speedmaster, the one that I have, the 3511 Reverse Panda. And I commented, right, like, oh, beautiful watch. I own the same one. And little did I know, the guy goes, yeah, I know you own it because I watched your YouTube video. And because of you, I bought this watch. And I was wow. like, oh, that's so oh. nice. I mean, it, it was nice, but it made me feel weird that the guy spent over $1,000 because of me. I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> so, right. but it was cool, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. So, Eve, any parting words and, and where can people find you? Um, you can find me on YouTube at uh, alias Steve Dan Watch Channel. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, alias.stevedan. And you can find me on Clubhouse by looking for Lounge. That's W-I-S space Lounge. Is it uh, the Come lounge join us or just every Sunday. Lounge? We'll just, you know, lounge. Wiss Space Lounge. That's it. So not the Wiss Lounge. Just no, Wiss Lounge. No. It's just okay. the it's it's the club. Yeah. So you get okay. notified when when I uh, set the invite for the weekly schedule. So come awesome. join us for the fun topics. Just talking about watches, talking about 
like life in relation to watches and you know just have a chill time with us that's cool right on that's very cool uh p ross yeah. uh parting words uh we don't lose we either, we either win, win or we or learn we learn that's shout right. out to nelson mandela bars but uh uh family ross wristwatch love everywhere youtube facebook instagram um check out the socal watch reviews facebook page we in the building for sure so socal watch reviews for me on youtube on instagram uh facebook like uh, p ross said that's for the podcast and yeah. relojando's my spanish channel getting some traction there as well so we just want to continue to share the love uh, the little knowledge that that we have, I can only speak for myself. These guys are more knowledgeable than me. I just I don't know look at the watch that. and say the specs, and that's pretty much and give my opinion. I so I don't know. But in this hobby, is just, just stay humble and 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 just really uh, enjoy watches for what they are, and don't make them more than what they're not. You know, and don't ever let watches become your god. And what I mean is, don't let them be the driving force of your life. There's more, way more right. things than that. But so, Eve. and remember, the flex is what you make of it. Yeah, may the flex be with you. May the flex be with you, uh, <laughs> Eve. It's been yes. so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on. You are welcome here anytime. Um, you are a part of the family. You're a true friend, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's it was really fun. Yeah, I I hope it was. I hope it was. I hope I didn't talk too much. I always talk too much. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's good. guys, it's good. <laughs> thank you for uh, watching and listening, and stay humble.